Hi there, everyone. This is Brayden and Tally Waller with the voice of my beloved podcast. And today we're going to be talking about not being afraid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Twyla Paris here singing us into our podcast. I feel like Tally it shows a, our age. But <laughs> Tally and I have a difference of opinion sometimes when it comes to music. Sometimes I just like to listen to music that doesn't feel cool sometimes. It's just it's, me. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good I song. I like some of the cool music too, but I mean, sometimes I just like love it just to sing non-cool music. Uh, to me, that's a really cool song, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. of course. I'm much more of a lyrics person than music, but even to me, the music, I like the music. Tally gets a kick out of how much I like 80s music. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think that music was cool when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, oh. It's good. I like it. I, I really appreciate Twyla. She's got some good songs. She's got some good messages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good. Yes. I mean, most I, all my favorite artists are from the 80s. Yeah, so Tally just true. has a hard time understanding that sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going we're gonna to jump into the podcast here. Uh, before we do, though... Uh, we thought, you know, for those of you that aren't getting our emails, we have at this point uh, postponed all of our events for the time being. In case um, any of you haven't heard, there's a coronavirus going don't around. Sh- don't <laughs> <say> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's the, we have a situation here in the states that we're dealing with, and uh, so we've uh, we've decided to hold off all of our big gatherings and. Um, yeah, so uh, so yeah, we really all need to pray about how to go forward in this particular situation, and so that's why we kind of decided to to talk about the subject of fear uh, this time because I know that there's there's a lot of Americans out there that are that are struggling, or that are stressed, that are are fearful, and so we wanted to just give some ammunition against fear and anxiety that might be creeping into our, our lives at this time. And yes, yeah, yeah. so we want to talk about our personal testimonies, overcoming fear, and yeah. then also get into some scriptures that talk about overcoming fear. You know, there's great scriptures in the Bible talk yeah. about overcoming fear. Uh, actually, we just, we watched uh, Richard Wormbrand's Wormbrand story recently uh, called Torture for Christ. And uh, he gotten captured by the communist police and in the car, he actually started smiling, I believe is the way the story goes. And these guards were, these policemen were like, what, why are you smiling? He said, I just realized that there's, uh, he asked him what day it was. That's what it was. And he said, it was leap year. It's that February 29th leap year. And they, uh, they all of a sudden, he, he starts smiling. He's like, wow. I, I, Cause he'd been studying that there was 366 days or 366 times in the Bible where it said, do not fear. Yeah. He said, even for this day of leap year. God right, has right. supplied a day that I don't have to fear. Right, you right. Know, supply the scripture verse for every day of the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love this story too because even Keturah, you know, we've been talking about some things with the, the family and stuff. And um, I mean, to be honest, our, our lifestyle hasn't changed much. We kind of live a quarantine kind of lifestyle <laughs> just as far as, you know, we stay in the house a lot. We, we bulk up on food. <laughs> it's just the way we live. Um, but Cheaper we, that way. Yeah, <laughs> but we've been talking about some things uh, with the children, and um, and Katora had said to me earlier. She said, um, she said, Ema, I don't understand it because it seems to me that that God wasn't with Richard Wormbrand because he let him get hurt, and um, he let him, you know, he let him go through such hard time, 
And, uh, and I said, no, 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 that's, that's not what it's about. It's that he gives you the strength to go through a hard time. It's not that he, it's not that you are free from every trial and tribulation, you know, as we, um, claim these verses, you know, not to fear. It's not because nothing bad will ever happen in your life, but it's because he has the grace to walk us through those season as seasons, as long as we cling to him and we don't give ear to the voice of the enemy that wants to tell us to give up. And so, um, I know one, one verse that just, uh, kept sticking out to me was, um, that in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. And, uh, that's John sixteen thirty three, And the overcoming spirit is the thing that we need to cling to, uh, in these, in these days, in these hours, when we, when we do find ourselves in tribulations and trials, that we have the overcomer that is within us. And he has the ability to overcome every situation that he leads us into in life. And so uh, another thing that I always think of too is um, going through labor. I've had five children now and it's all about, (laughs) it's all about your mindset going into it. And even before I had babies, I actually worked in a labor and delivery uh, uh, unit. And so I've seen a couple labors. (laughs) I had a couple of really funny experiences. One was this lady that was giving birth and and she was literally having the baby screaming at the top of her lungs, give me a C-section. <laughs> and she was, I mean, she was insane. I mean, the doctors were like, hold her down. <laughs> like they didn't know what to do with her. Like the baby is being delivered, you know, like, <laughs> and, uh, and she just lost it. Her, you could tell she was just in crazy world, you know? And then, um, and then I've also seen, you know, really peaceful births where some, you know, people were able to stay on top of it. And I think that's part of our training, especially as women, I think of, um, that as we go through trials, as we go through tribulations, as we go through pain and, and hard things where we keep our minds stayed on, uh, that's, that, <laughs> that's going to keep us, uh, when, and so we have to keep our minds stayed on, the word on the promises on the overcomer that lives within us and cling to that. And so, yeah, you're reminding me even of a scripture we don't have in our notes here, but it's the one in Isaiah that says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Yes. yes. And it's interesting that in the Hebrew there, it actually says, I will keep him in Shalom, Shalom. It's, it uh-huh. just repeats the word Shalom. Oh, that's good. I, like it's, that. I will keep him in Shalom, Shalom, double peace whose mind is stayed on me. So I think that's the key, you know, whatever we're going through is if we can fix our heart and mind on God, then he will help us. He'll give us his strength to carry through. Right, right. Yep. So we're going to dive into our story, some scriptures, start out. Yes. So I just will share my testimony, uh, version of my testimony. I grew up, you know, in a homeschool family and loved God, wanted to follow after him. But I can remember from about the age of 10 or 11, just really having some pretty intense fears. And I think of the verse in Psalm 129, it says, many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, let Israel now say. But I believe it's in those vulnerable years of youth that the enemy tries to come in and sow seeds of doubt and fear into our hearts. I know he did it in my life. It's in that kind of that sensitive place. The enemy tries to come in. We're not grounded. We're not really really confident in our identity yet, but the enemy comes in and tries to sow seeds of doubt in that season. So I can remember being pretty young. I had some health issues early on in my life too. I had my appendix taken out, my tonsils taken out, you know, surgeries and stuff like seven, eight years old. 
And so I think just those medical things and just different stuff, it wasn't anything severe, but it was just one of those things. I just, I remember just having issues with fear, like more in, into like 10, 11, 12. And I always remember just thinking, you know, this is irrational. It's not right uh, to have to deal with these heart pounding fears. Just, you know, I just knew it was not something I wanted to live that way. Cause I feel like with certain phobias and fears, that people just convince themselves that, okay, this is just the way I am. Right. You know, why, you know, why even try to fight this? You know, you think also in our world today, people just convince themselves that maybe they're not a man, maybe they're not a woman, you know, and, yeah. and that, that's an extreme version of just, you know, believing something that's not the truth. And so I, be, I believe with some of the phobias, it can be a similar thing in that people just think that uh, they're just listening to the voice of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is telling them something that's not the truth, you know, to be afraid of whatever irrational thing it is to be afraid of. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I had a fear of reading out loud. I just remember just being intensely afraid of reading the Bible out loud, reading a book out loud. And uh, this would be intermittent throughout my young adult life. And I can just remember thinking, this is irrational. This is not the way I should be. And I can remember even wanting to hear someone share a testimony. I was like, maybe some point someone will share a testimony about getting free of fear and i just remember waiting for even like three or four years i was like i was desperate to hear a testimony of someone overcoming this particular fear that i had and uh so i waited and uh around i'd say uh, 16 or so 16 17 it was these fears along with a few other things in my life that really caused me to seek god i so i, I guess i part of it is that you get you'd come to realize there's a spiritual world. Mm -hmm. There's a spiritual reality to things like fear, you know, these different impulses and things you realize that, okay, there's no reason to, for that to really provoke that level of fear. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a life or death threat here, especially the (laughs) irrational fears. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be normal. (laughs) Yeah. It just introduces you to this reality of spiritual warfare that, you know, you're facing something that's kind of outside of you. And so I think that whole realization pressed me to seeking God. Okay, well, if it's a spiritual problem, then the solution must be spiritual as well. So it caused me to want to seek God. So I remember being 17 years old or so and having a really profound revelation of Yeshua. Yeshua appeared to me in a vision, and I saw him with my eyes opened, hanging on the cross. And he looked down and said, I love you. And I just love the verse. We're going to get into it later, but it talks about perfect love casting out fear. And when I experienced his love, I just began to weep. I began to weep that he loved me and he revealed himself to me as the one who loved me. And that really began to displace fears. It was a walkout for me. And I just encourage any of you out there that have struggled with fear. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be an automatic, like just push the button. It's over. You know, it's like, you have to continue to fight that you fight back. Uh, I remember hearing a friend, uh, Drew Parsons, some of you may know Drew Parsons, but he said he had a vision and I really appreciate this because it's so true, but he had these different walls around him and they were like obstacles to him pursuing the will of God for his life. And the tallest one, the name on it was fear is like this huge tall wall. And he said, all he did though was, is he just touched it with his finger and just fell over. And so it's like, I believe that that's the truth is that fear, it, it presents itself as being this insurmountable wall to overcome. But yet when you confront it, it just falls over. And so that, that was what I was challenged to do as a young person. I was challenged to not just accept the fear in my life, accept this is just the way I am, but to confront it. And I just encourage any of you out there, if you're struggling with irrational fears, don't be ashamed of that. Uh, confront it, just confront it, ask people to pray with you, ask people to stand with you and overcoming it. 
uh, it was into my, uh, you know, later teen years, I was still battling this deal on and off. And uh, I can testify though, that as the scripture says, I sought the Lord. He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He, he delivered me. God really did deliver me. He, he gave me a greater measure of his Holy spirit that really put confidence and boldness in my heart to overcome, to just, you know, really, uh, put that fear in my past. And so, yeah. Would you have anything to add there? Tell you? Yeah. Well, this, okay. So Braden's talking a lot about irrational, uh, fears and stuff, which I do think, you know, is, is really huge because, uh, public speaking and stuff, um, Braden has said that people actually fear public speaking more than they fear death, like according to the, the statistics out there right. or something. Uh, so, so yeah, so it's, it's a huge thing. Uh, people face a lot of irrational kind of, uh, fears. Um, but then there's more legitimate fears, you know, like, like Richard Warmbrandt, you know, listening to, to, get beat to uh, a pulp. <laughs> right. I mean, listening to the footsteps of the guard coming to his cell, uh, that's a, a rational fear. That's a yes. I'm about to really suffer. You have, <laughs> you have reason to be afraid here. Um, and so, so I, I also just want to say that there's, there's victory in, in that as well. And we see that through these testimonies, through, uh, people like, uh, Richard Wormbrand, um, that we're able to, to walk in a place and not submit to the fear. And I think that's, that's what the important thing is, is that it, and it really takes a lot of discernment to know where your motivation is. Uh, for me, I've, I've struggled. Uh, I think fear has been a, a really big part of my life. Um, it's something that I've, I've struggled with a lot and have seen a lot of victory in, as I've pressed in, um, I think when I first got married, I was more inclined to react out of fear. I had been in a couple, uh, car accidents right before we got, got married. And, um, and, and so just driving would send my heart rate up. <laughs> like I learned very quickly I, to be a safe driver <laughs> once we got married. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. He, and God bless him. He had a lot of patience for me. For it was good training for me. I hadn't had a whole lot of experience. And so <laughs> Sally, she was a very good backseat driver. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, things like, like driving, um, and, and a lot of health things too, like even just, uh, just, just health things have been a, a big thing too. And so. Uh, for me, what uh, what I've found is that um, I try to figure out what what am I when I'm making decisions uh, when I have to think about what what am I being motivated by right now? Am I being motivated by fear? Is that the reason I'm making this decision, or am I being motivated by wisdom? And I feel like um, a lot of those things, even in this situation that we're coming into, that we've been in here as as a as a country as a, as a, the world really. Um, I think it's really good to really seek God and try to find that balance and not just, you know, I, I, you know, it it comes, uh, you can be presumptuous. You're saying uh, there's a possibility of being presumptuous. There's one saying, I'm not fearful. This is all ridiculous. Anyone who is doing anything about this is crazy because it's not a big deal. That's like one extreme, you know, like, and it's like, I'm not scared of anything. Okay. Uh, and that, that can seem like, oh, they really don't, they aren't, you know, troubled by fear. And then you have the other that is, you know, just so paralyzed by fear that they can't, you know, function and they're going down mentally and they're stuck in their house and don't know, you know, and just the devil is just playing with their, their mind and stuff. And so, 
Um, and so I, I really think it's just, it's good to really seek God and find, um, really try to find the balance because wisdom plays into these things as well. When we're talking about not irrational, like actual rational fears, like things that are actually a threat um, that could harm us. How do we not be foolish? Like uh, even uh, Satan took Yeshua up and uh, to the top of the, what was the, top of yeah, the temple and said, right. jump off of this. And he's like, um, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to tempt God. Like there's, he, there was a wisdom there that Yeshua had that I understand the laws of gravity. <laughs> like okay. I, I'm not, I'm not going to, and, and I, I can fear that there's a healthy fear of that. Like there's a healthy fear of the law of gravity. There's a healthy fear of sickness being spread, which we see in the Torah. You know, there was a lot of talk about, um, about quarantine and, and, um, protecting people from, from sicknesses and, and, um, keeping people out of the camp if there were certain, you know, so that certain sicknesses couldn't be spread. So, um, so we yeah. see wisdom being used a lot in the Bible as well. Right. Yeah. I, I think the key there is, is we're not afraid of the coronavirus, but we want to walk in the spirit of love yeah. toward others that we're not, we don't want to spread it to people that are at high risk. Right. right? You know, so yeah. for young, younger people, it's, it doesn't seem to be a huge threat, but uh, we need to be, you know, thinking, being mindful of others that it could be a risk for. And yeah. I think that's where I've come to is that, you know, I, I'm not afraid of it. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not walking in the spirit of fear with this whole thing going on. We need to be, you know, if there's any time in, in world history where, we, where people need to be bold, you know, and to be strong in their faith, it's now. Yeah. But we want to, as Tally's saying, walk in wisdom and seek to, you know, show love to those that, we, you know, out of an act of love, really just yeah. to really be careful about how much we're exposing others to this, this disease. Yeah. And I love uh, this verse here, uh, the first John four eighteen, that um, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And um, I love that because I feel like, um, you know, as we say no to fear in this season, we're saying no to anxiety, uh, which is, um, which is kind of devouring a lot of, of the world. Um, as we say no to that, it's not in the place of, of pride. It's not in the place of, well, that's just silly to be scared of something like that. It's out, it's in a place of love it's saying, and it's, and it's really gives an opportunity to, to share love with those around us. Because as we do that, that's going to be the best impact that we can have on our, our community, on our friends and family. Um, just being able to show love, show appreciation. And, um, and that's, that's one of our biggest weapons uh, when it comes to dealing with, with fear and anxiety. Yeah, I just want to add too before we start jumping into the scriptures, how important it is to have the Holy Spirit in this time. Yeah, you know, the scripture says, ask God for the Holy Spirit and he will give it to you. He says he, he wants to give that good gift to you. And you look at the disciples and it says they receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And that word there is dunamis, that word power that's used when they receive. And that's actually where we get the word dynamite, dynamic, that comes from that Greek word dunamis. And so we need that dynamite power in our lives uh, to overcome the anxieties and fears. And that's what we see uh, helping us to be a witness in a world that is consumed by fear. You, know, you see the disciples, they were not afraid. They weren't afraid of beatings, torture. They were going to testify mm -hmm. of what God had done for them. They're going to testify of Yeshua's love. 
And so that's what we're challenged to do in this time is to seek the Holy Spirit that we would, you know, not give into a spirit of fear, but we'd have the Holy Spirit of God that is full of power, yeah. full of dynamic dynamite power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think too, um, that the heart and compassion of God is, uh, each one of us struggle with a different, uh, fear probably. And some of us could look at you know, the person next to us is fear and go, well, that's silly to be scared of that. Uh, And they might be looking at us with the same thing. Like my fears maybe look really silly to them. And so, um, so I think it's good to just recognize um, the plot of the enemy that this is a really big tactic that he uses. Fear is a, a major... Making people feel isolated. Yeah, yeah, making people feel isolated because they feel like other people don't understand or even scared to admit that they're afraid of things. And then there's the temptation, you know, of looking at other people as silly when they're scared of things. Uh, but this is, it's a very, it's a very real thing. Fear is a very real thing. Um, it doesn't matter what a person is, is scared of. Um, and I think that when we tap into the compassionate heart of God, that we're able to love people through any type of fear and, um, and help them overcome and it, help them overcome it. Yeah. 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 Which might not happen at the rate that we think that it should, because it might look like that should be a really easy thing to overcome. But fear is a major, I mean, there's, there's people in, you know, on medications, there's people that are in hospitals just because the, the enemy has consumed them with fear, um, and, and dread and anxiety. And so, so, um, it's a very, very serious thing. And I think that God, uh, that he's put us on this earth to be ministers in this area. And this is, you know, this is, we should be excited because, you know, as we, our overcomers ourselves, we can reach out to those around us and really help them overcome and walk in victory and know where that overcoming spirit comes from. It comes from Yeshua. So. Yeah, so let's hop into these verses here. So we've got Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. This is David speaking. David had a lot of uh, people that could make him afraid. You know, he had people that were chasing him down for his life. Mm-hmm. But he sought God. That, and that's the key there. We want to really emphasize that is seeking God. Let let the world around us that's trying to make us afraid press us into seeking God. And he's going to deliver us from all our fears. I love how it says all there. He delivered me from all my fears. That there's no fear that God wants to leave us with. Right. He wants to deliver us from them all. So Psalm 56, 3, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I love how honest the Psalms are. He's not saying I'm never going to be afraid. He said, mm-hmm. when I am afraid, though. I'm going to trust in you. Mm -hmm. So that's an encouragement for you out there. If you feel fear rising up in your heart, that's the moment you want to put your trust in God. Start trusting in God in that moment. Don't allow fear to take root in your heart. Yeah. And I encourage you too. like if if fear is something that you're struggling with, um, write down these verses and have these verses handy to just repeat in your mind when you're struggling. Um, Yeah. Just like I said, as, as ammunition against the enemy. Yes, and so we got First John four eighteen. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. It's so true, you know. From the years of my life I spent battling that fear, it's so tormenting to the soul. It's not the way we're meant to live. We were not meant to deal with that. So experience the perfect love of God. Ask for the perfect love of God to fill your heart, and that will drown out the voice of those fears. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't be caught up in condemnation too when you do struggle with fear. Um, 
you know, I think that the reason it's mentioned 366 times uh, is because it's that's a, a human struggle that we have, and you know, God knows that He doesn't expect us to um, walk through what He's called us to walk through in this life and walk it out perfectly without fear. He's given us oh, the overcoming spirit, but you know, not just not to walk in condemnation. You know, right. when you do fear, because right. that's just you know He knows that we're that we're human. Yeah. The Exodus twenty twenty, and Moses said to the people, "Do not fear." For God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. So here we see two contrasting things. Don't fear, but you need to fear God. Mm-hmm. And then when his fear is before you, it helps you not to sin. Yeah. So that's so important. Yeah, that's good. Joshua 1, nine. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So here, the key, I believe, is just knowing God is with you. I can remember being in certain circumstances growing up and just that my dad was with me mm-hmm. was very comforting. It helped me not to be afraid. But how much more when we know that the God of all creation is with us. Right. We don't have to be afraid. Yep. Matthew ten twenty eight, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So here, if we're facing persecution, don't, don't fear that. Don't fear those people that can harm our, our physical bodies. Let's fear God. Fear God, the one who has the power over our eternal destiny. Then uh, we have Luke, uh, Luke twelve twenty nine, says, and do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. I love how it points out that do not have an anxious mind, for all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I love this. And uh, just as we pour ourselves out for others, then we we just lose the fear. Mm-hmm. We lose the fear of just, you know, I think self-preservation, you know, self-focus is where a lot of our fears, mm-hmm. is the underlying root of a lot of our fears. Yeah. But when we start caring about other people, we start reaching out and that God just re- uses that to loosen that hold of fear in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I love this verse because I, I feel like it really gives the remedy for anxiety and fear is it basically, it, you know, it basically says, you know, like what the nations of the world seek after the nations are seeking after riches after toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) yes for some reason um we've got we've got you know what this is what the world is seeking after and or self-preservation you know which is the toilet paper Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that like i must have what i need you know and, and um and so you know this is the anecdote to that is that we give instead of preserving ourselves seek to preserve others uh instead of gathering up money and security you know what the world calls security money uh, as we you know instead of gathering that for ourselves give it give it uh be ready to to give it all to the to the needy give it all to those who need um focus more on what do the people around me need and that's where um that's, that's how we get rid of anxiety and fear. 
Yeah, I love how it says in this verse too, it's, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So another verse here is Romans eight fourteen. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So just receiving the spirit of adoption, mm-hmm. accepting God's, uh, God calling us his children. That's the spirit of liberty that we've been given. And it replaces that spirit of bondage that leads to fear. Mm-hmm. So how liberating that is, just to know we don't have to walk in bondage. Mm-hmm. A few more scriptures, 2 Timothy 1.7. A lot of us are familiar with this one. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, a spirit of power, a spirit of love and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love and a sound mind. So grew up singing that song. It's a great verse. Children's favorite, one of the children's favorite verses. We say this one about every time we go to sleep. They, uh, I think it's common among children to have trouble going to sleep at night. So we just make these declarations. God has not given me a spirit of fear. He's given me a spirit of power, a love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. In Hebrews ten fourteen, inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Here we again, here again we see the fear is, is connected to bondage. There's bondage in that. Mm-hmm. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he gives aid to the seed of Abraham. So, Wow. Amazing. He gives see, he gives help. He gives aid to the seed of Abraham, uh, to those that call themselves children of Abraham. He's there to help us, to help us overcome fear. Wherever you are out there, may God reassure you today that he's there to help you. He's there to help you overcome the bondage of fear. You could walk in the spirit of power, the spirit of love and have a sound mind. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're going to end here and we're going to end with a song. Uh, do you want to tell them what that verse is? Yes. So this song is talking about having a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Yeshua. So our high priest is up there. He's interceding on our behalf. And he says, and it's, he, he sympathizes with our weaknesses, it says in that verse. He, he's sympathetic toward us as humans because he walked in this world. He walked as a human. Mm-hmm. And it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm-hmm. And so our world's in a time of need. So we're going to close out with this song. May you be strengthened to approach the throne and to ask God for help for this world, that this would be a time the kingdom can be advanced and people can be set free from every bondage of the enemy. Amen. This is Braden and Tally reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He's coming quickly. Sing then that we have a great high priest. Who has passed through the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But was in all tempted as without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help.
in the time of need. To help in the time of need. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Who has passed through the heavens, Yeshua. The Son of God.